Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Jube. It's so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I am crushing the day. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm crushing the day as well. <laughs> All right. So, you know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show which is to invite amazing guests, amazing guests like Truby to come talk to us about their triumphant stories. Because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is talked up in a situation that Truby came out of triumphantly. So by that person listening to you speak, he or she might actually pick an information from you that will lead to their transformation. So that is basically the essence of the show. All right, Ruby, within the next few minutes, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, and how you overcame them. Then afterwards, I've got some beautiful questions for you. Okay, Ruby, over to you. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud of as far as being triumphant in my life is at one point, I had ballooned up to over 300 pounds. I'm about 6'1", so I was definitely overweight, unhealthy, and the problem was that it was a combination of a lot of things, including being unfulfilled in my life and in my job. And so all of these things kind of came together and and I just wasn't living out the version of myself that I, I thought I should be. And I wasn't, you know, experiencing the kind of fulfillment out of life that I wanted. And it took me down a path of personal development, understanding that in order to make a change for myself, I had to make changes on myself. And that was one of the things that I really took to heart and it started with, uh, you know, telling my wife, hey, you know, I noticed that uh, my body is trying to wake me up. I don't have to be to work until like 8 a.m., but I'm still being called like there's something that's pushing me to wake up earlier. And I just keep hitting the snooze. So instead of snoozing, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for a walk. And it was at that same time I started finding podcasts, you know, shows like this that share those journeys of others and some of the triumphant uh, stories they've gone through. And it helped me find that motivation to just keep getting up and keep going day after day. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I've actually lost over 100 pounds without fad diets, no extra, you know, weight loss surgeries or anything like that, just good old fashioned hustle. Uh, so that's one of the, the triumphs that I've had is just developing that consistency of mindset, being able to lose that weight. And what ended up happening is as I was going through that journey, losing the weight, building more confidence in myself. It also helped me to go in and build, you know, my better relationship. I ended up making more money in my sales career because I felt more confident. I looked better. And so when I showed up in the room, that gave more confidence, more trust and more appeal to the clients that I was working with. And so that was one of the things that was really exciting for me. And, you know, I went from being in high school, basically almost dropped out, graduated with a 1.6 GPA, just barely scraped by was a drug dealer in my youth all the way to now have built, you know, multiple seven figure businesses. And we've you know gone on to build something for ourselves now that it's going to give us a chance to travel and live the life that we want to live because success is a perspective. What I see may be different than what you see may be different than what the listener sees. 
But what's beautiful, we can all agree that so long as that version is your version and that's what you want, it's possible through hard work. Oh, I got that. Beautiful. Okay, let us dive into the questions. All right, the very first one. What do you mean by call the damn leads? <laughs> Got it? So call the damn leads, it started as um, a joke between myself and some marketing friends. I used to own a marketing company in one of the entrepreneurial ventures I had gotten into. And one of the biggest problems that we had as a company was even if we could get a client plenty of leads and opportunity for them to call and to sell, they didn't want to pick up the phone and call the daggum things. And so there was always this issue of if they weren't having success, we would pretty much just tell them, okay, have you called the damn leads? Because we know that when you pick up the phone and call people, it's a numbers game. So that's just sales in general. But we would always just joke, did you call the damn leads? And that's how we you know, ended up turning it into an entire e-commerce brand. It's now built on this whole lifestyle of its own where we do coaching and consulting. But call the damn leads is really just a mantra for doing the work. Okay, I get it now. Okay, the second question. It says, um, how do the principles of Crush the Day apply to your daily routine and mindset? Ooh, that's such a great question. So as I was saying, when I was you know a little overweight and unfulfilled, I didn't have a structure. I didn't have a process to my day. I was just very reactionary. These days, I live by a calendar. It's my main boss is what that calendar says from sunup to sundown. I know those are the things that need to get done to live the life I want to live. So my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. every day. And the first thing I do is get up, drink water, read, meditate, do my gratitude exercises. And that's super important because a lot of times what people are guilty of, and I was guilty of this and can't say that I'm not still guilty of it on occasion, is if you wake up and the first thing you do is go to social media or you turn on the news and you start seeing some sort of drama or some sort of, you know, just political mess or just things that aren't really actively showing you a better life. Well, it's really easy to let that overwhelm you. And then suddenly you look up and your whole day has passed by. You've got nothing accomplished. You've been depressed. You don't feel good. It's just not a great day. And that just essentially means to me, if I want to crush the day, I have to get up and I have to be intentional with what I spend my energy on, where I spend it, who I spend it with, and then be conscious of what the return on that investment is going to be so that I can make sure that I go to bed confidently saying, hey, I crushed it today. I didn't let the day crush me. Beautiful. Okay. Still have more. All right. It says, in what ways has social media played a role in your professional success? And what tips do you have for mastering it? Yeah, social media originally was something that I really didn't enjoy. I kind of liked being behind the scenes, kind of a low-key guy. As I said, when I grew up, I was into an industry that's not really something you would promote on social media. Um, however, as I've gotten older, I've recognized the value of building strong relationships. And social media is a tool that was literally built to create relationships with others outside of your current you know, circle of influence. And so with social media, we've been able to go on and build multiple, multiple seven-figure businesses. I've done a little over $13 million in sales just using social media as the primary contact source and the tool for building our brand. And that's the big thing about how we've been able to use it is 
shifting from using it as a way to goof off and waste time to being an intentional tool that we use to build relationships, it's has allowed us to create a massive impact in the world. Okay. You know, I love how you're explaining and answering those questions. It's going to be very easy for the listeners to understand it. Good job, Jervy. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, the questions. It makes it, you know, easy to answer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we still have more. So back to um, calling the damn leads. So how can you share a story where calling the damn leads significantly impacted a business outcome? Yeah. So kind of the, the story of how it originated, one of our clients was in the real estate industry. We had generated, I don't know, somewhere around 100 leads for this client uh, in a month. So we had 100 people that raised their hand and said, yes, I'm interested in more information. Can you please follow up with us? And this specific client reached out and told me, hey, man, I don't think this is working. I, I kind of need my money back. And I went, well, that's weird because if I sent you 100 leads, like, did you call? Like, what happened with them? And the guy says, well, they weren't very good. I reached out to them. They didn't really respond, this, that, whatever excuse. And I thought, I don't know, that seems a little fishy. So I was like, All right, well, let me look into it. So I picked up the phone and I started calling those damn leads. And wouldn't you know it, they picked up the phone. They were interested. They wanted to go look at the house. They wanted to send a contract. Like all it needed was someone to reach out and have a conversation. So I called the client back and said, hey, man, here's a list of 10 or 15 people that I connected with who are actively interested in this offer. You should probably call the damn leads. I'm sending a refund. Please don't ever call us again. So that's how the whole business started was just picking up the phone and calling the damn leads. Okay, so um, back to social media. How do you use social media to effectively communicate and engage with your audience? So when I think about social media, as I mentioned before, it's very much about being intentional with using it as a tool. And I know for me, I primarily work with entrepreneurs, small business owners, sales professionals. And so I understand that they have certain hobbies, interests, and desires. And if I'm actively aware of those things, then I can use social media to create content that is going to speak directly to their active interests, hobbies, and desires in a way that helps promote me and my brand from an authentic standpoint. Because I don't need to do business with everybody on social media. There's 2 billion users or something on, on Facebook alone. So I don't need everybody as a client. But I can be very particular about creating content that I know attracts the ideal client that I want to be working with, meaning someone that has a business, who has money to invest in themselves, and has an active desire to want to grow and to get better so they can make more money and go have more fun doing the things that they want to do in their life. If I'm very intentional with it, and I create content that specifically resonates with that audience so that they'll keep tuning back into my channel because they know, like, and trust me and what I'm putting out there, then that's creating more opportunity for me to be able to say, hey, if this is a problem you're facing or a thing that you need, I have that. This is what it looks like. Would you be interested? That, no, I got that also. Okay, so mm, the common mistakes. What are the common mistakes that people make in social media marketing and how can they overcome them? 
So the biggest mistake that I see in social media marketing, I'm going to give you a two-part answer here. One is people aren't using it at all. So if you're not using social media, you're literally missing out on a goldmine of opportunity because, again, there's 2 billion users online at any given point. You don't need 2 billion clients. For most business owners, if I walked in and handed you 100 clients with their credit card ready to go, your business would crumble anyways. You're not in a position to take on 100 new clients in a day or in a month even. So the fact that you're not using it is really sad. And if you are using it, the big thing that I see people doing incorrectly is they're always trying to sell something instead of using it as a way to build relationships. You know, you see those people that are kind of like, um, you joke about the MLM and it's like, oh, join our thing, download this thing. Like they're, they're real spammy, just kind of tons of emojis. And just, you can tell at this point when it's kind of spammy versus someone who's just sharing a genuine story, posting a picture of themselves, talking about them, their hobbies, their interests, but doing it in a way that makes you feel like they're communicating directly with you. So the, the, the worst things that you can do is not use it or use it and only try to sell stuff on it. Wow. You're, you're so knowledgeable, JB. Wow. Wow. I got that too. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So the second to the last question, you know, you've been answering this question so well and I love that. All right. So in your experience, what are the key factors in creating a compelling social media presence? The key factor to creating a compelling, compelling presence is to create content that's educational and entertaining. So think of your social media profile almost like a television channel. You know, a lot of us growing up, we have a certain channel that we tune into because we know what's going to be on at what time and we know what kind of emotional feeling it's going to give us, right? We like to watch the comedy show. We like to watch the history channel. We like to watch the nature planet, right? There's all these different things that we prefer and we tune into because it's educational and it's entertaining and it keeps our attention. So when you're using social media, if you're creating content, you're like a television channel or a television show. You want there to be some consistency in what you're putting out there so people know what they're going to get when they show up. If you're putting it out at a similar time of day every day, then they know they can go back to your profile sometime around there and they know exactly what they're going to get when they're going to get it. So there's that consistency that they really appreciate. Like for me, every morning, the first thing I post sometime between like 5.30 and 6.30 in the morning central time is a motivational quote. Because I know most of my clients are, as again, sales professionals, entrepreneurs, small business owners, they're up early, they're scrolling through the day trying to get started. So I'm just giving them something you know, motivational to get out there and crush the day. Because I just want to remind them like, hey, if you're on social media, let's not get distracted. Let's use this as a tool to get forward where we want. So that's my consistency. Every morning, I post something motivational. Now, at the end of the day, I look back over the day and I say, okay, what experience did I have today? What kind of things did I go through? Were there any lessons or anything really interesting, happy that I can extract out of those experiences? And then how can I use that to tell a story that's educational or entertaining? And so, you know, I could go on there and say, hey, I went on this amazing podcast today. And one of the things I really appreciated was all the, the questions 
that the host had clearly gone through and done their research and made sure when they had me on as a guest that I would be able to deliver the most value. And to me, that's super important because my time is valuable. And if I'm going to show up, I want to bring the most value that I can during that time frame. And I just really appreciate a podcast host who comes with great questions because it allows me to do what I do best. And I know that brings the best for their audience. So I can just tell that story at the end of the day and people are going to relate to it. If they have a podcast or they like listening to podcasts, now there's something of interest to start a conversation. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Okay, Juby, in conclusion, let's say there was a piece of advice you'd like to give to the audience. What would that be? And let's say there are some people listening who would like to reach out to you, learn more about what you do. How can that be possible? I would tell them to keep crushing it and to call the damn leads because that's the best thing that you can do is if you just keep moving forward and you keep doing the work and you call the damn leads, eventually things are going to work out and you're going to get where you want to go in life. And if you'd like to know more about me, my story, how you can utilize the systems, the processes, everything that I utilize in my, my whole business, you can go to callthedamnleads.com forward slash book offer. I have a free PDF version of this book that I launched in January. It's all about Call the Damn Leads. It's all about how you can use these processes to make more sales in your business so you can make more money to buy back the time to go live the life that you want to live. Because it's all we all know how to make money. Time is our most valuable asset. So if I can help you find more time in your life through these systems and processes, I know it's going to be extremely valuable for you. So callthedamnleads.com slash free book offer. I'd love to hear from you. Beautiful. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for your time, Juby, and thank you for honoring the invite. It means a whole lot. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and I hope the listener takes something away from this today. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.